level squabbles. There's no need to take this enormous economic risk. Actually, the alert level moves are starting to look very political. And the campaign brings the noise. Kia ora and welcome to One News Inside Parliament. It's a weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering on One News. And we're right into the campaign trail now, so the stories are getting pretty exciting. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, highlights of the week. I'll, I'll kick off. Um, got to um, get down to Dunedin. Um, uh, fantastic weather. They really turn on. 20 degrees. Couldn't believe my luck there. But there's nothing I love more than a circus. And um, Jacinda Ardern's crosses into the um, breakfast in the AM show um, yesterday were just fantastic. We had bells ringing, we had seagulls um, attacking her, we had, you know, failing <laughs> earpieces. It was a circus, really enjoyed that. Dunedin yeah, turning yeah. it on. Yeah, and I even think that she kind of seemed to enjoy it a little yeah, bit yeah, with the disaster. It, it, like, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But the behind the scenes look at TV, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. I, I think mine was getting out on the campaign trail um, a bit this week too. I really enjoyed um, heading out to Whanganui yesterday with Judith Collins and um, and little did we, well, we did know, I shouldn't say little did we know, but Act also turned up on the bus there as well. So we were secretly hoping that there might be like a crossing of campaign paths on the main street unfortunately they were about half an hour out of sync um, in terms of meeting up but it was it was good to be out and about and it is just getting that vibe and that sense of a how they're feeling and b how people are reacting to them as well so I do think uh, we're lucky to be able to be out and about with them. In a way just quickly yeah. in a way though it is quite different this campaign trail compared to previous years because a lot of it's sort of more controlled like I've been doing a lot of sort of factory visits um, you know we're, or like Kiwi with um, just under a dune the other day you know going to a Kiwi Rails kind of engineering um, train place as well you know rather than those kind of public walkabouts where they get mobbed or going through the malls and stuff like that because of COVID-19 Actually, you maybe maybe you are the common denominator in the factory visits because last week you were in factories with Judith Collins and then this and, and, and I was with Jacinda and she wasn't in any factories and then this week you're following Jacinda and uh, lo and behold she went to a factory. Tour. So yeah. I think it's this guy. This guy <laughs> yeah. is the maybe, factory maybe it is. Uh, uh, don- denominator. Now, actually, my peak this week is goes to Winston Peters and his visit to the warehouse. Um, so sitting back here in Wellington, you get to watch all of the footage roll in, um, you know, and, and watch the entire thing as opposed to just the small snippet that makes it onto the news. And, oh, my God, it was the funniest, most entertaining walkabout in the warehouse ever. He was looking for boxes to hold his papers on the bus because they keep flying everywhere, and this is him telling the cameras. Uh, and they, it was like Goldilocks in the house of the three bears. I mean, this box was too big, this box was too small, this box was just right. It was the most entertaining footage that I have watched all week so uh, I think we did put up a bit of extended clip of that on the One News website so if you have a chance go and Google it I, My understanding is that he doesn't have a huge media contingent with him but um, RNZ and um, Katie Bradford, our One News reporter are with him and I think also they've both been doing it for a long time so there's probably a little bit of Winston liking the audience and liking having the camera around and, and yeah. doing a bit of that. So And there were so many people just walking up to him like taking photos with him or yeah. old 
people and yeah <laughs> they loved it. it yeah it is quite impressive eh, that, that like you know the deputy prime minister takes the media on, on his campaign tour to the warehouse can you I imagine know, any to, other to country look for boxes for his papers yeah. on the bus it was just too much does he not have people who could do that for him perhaps i don't know um i guess on the flip side of that i think the thing that i'm the the pit a bit as well is that we're just not having these huge big rah-rah events and it is it is weird. Like, I think all of us have done lots of election campaigns before. And the fun, the really fun parts are the huge crowds and and um, when they walk around and you have random people coming up to them and, and um, big rallies and when they really get into it and try and sell themselves to the crowd and those town hall meetings that are packed and there's a real electric buzz part of them. And I do think that uh, particularly people like Winston Peters are really affected by that. I covered him last election and it was basically every day we were doing town hall meetings and he's now not able to do that so yeah. he is reverting mm-hmm. to things like walking around the yeah. warehouse and different kinds of things but I do find that it is a strange feeling at the moment this campaign because you you always have to be very conscious of being spaced out and, and socially distanced and things like that and of course that's a challenge for us in the media and we all deal with it. It's not, it's not a big price to pay but it just it's not quite those huge crowds and the, that electrifying atmosphere that we've been used to in the past. Mm. Also covered the Māori Party's uh, Māori language policy uh, launch earlier this week also marking um, Te, Reo, Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori um, and uh, their call was for uh, the name New Zealand to be changed to Aotearoa by 2026 um, and uh, also for all other Pākehā place names and towns and cities to have their names changed to their Māori version. Interesting reaction from the public, you kind of had a lot of people quite pro that actually um, and then you of course had others saying hey it's hard enough for people around the world to know where New Zealand is let alone Aotearoa if we did change it and then it was really funny Judith Collins was like not while I'm Prime Minister but um, in, in saying that she yeah. did also Keep say it could be Aotearoa and New Zealand mm. um, and Jacinda Ardern pretty much took the same position. Mm. And also just a note on that as well for anyone who watched the story um, on Monday um, Mike Sherman did the entire story in today as well so not not just a pretty face uh, Mikey Sherman um, uh, really talented and a nice chance to showcase that we obviously um, know that you're fluent and and, um, I guess use you quite a lot for things like that but it's nice that we're able to demonstrate that to the audience sometimes and you know it's pretty it was a pretty cool thing to see Yvonne Tahana did her one too yeah and I just think it's really cool that we're able to showcase that and and it's cool to have your performance review during live during podcasts as well Mikey Um, (laughs) I quite like the point of the people who said you know when you go online shopping and you have to click which country you're from and you've got to scroll down and down and down to get to New Zealand Aotearoa you'd be you know near the top of the queue yeah Um, um, really speed things up there. Mm. I quite enjoy that point, but yeah. <laughs> given we're not brave enough to change the flag, I can't see us being brave enough to change, officially change the name of the country. Yeah, I, I think I they're two. Se- to me, they're two separate issues. Yeah. I, I think um, the flag. Yeah, John. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I, I feel like people would be more comfortable with changing the name than changing the flag. But well, maybe we could have a referendum on it. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. this should be a debate topic later on. We can get into it. Yeah. Hey, uh, so just another interesting thing from my trip with um, Jacinda Ardern yesterday. So after the circus on on the uh, morning media rounds, we actually we went, went to a venue um, 
and Tamaru and these uh, kids to this lovely um, song uh, that they um, sang and signed for the Prime Minister as well. And it was, you know, really, really lovely song, but the lyrics, my God, I haven't heard something more depressing since I've listened to Cat Stevens. We'll play a little clip for this before, but yeah, it was... Um, yeah, pretty pretty uh, bleak stuff there, the lyrics. Um, you know, like, your life's going to be over before you know it kind of thing. Um, yeah, anyway. Really? <laughs> yeah, maybe, up, but maybe we should play a little yeah, clip we'll, of we'll that. Yeah, we'll play a little clip of this. So yeah. beautiful, beautiful song, but yeah, yeah, a little, a little disturbing. Jacinda Ardern, as I, I, I talked about this a bit in my life course yesterday. I love that yesterday. so much, just yeah. begging the kids. <laughs> no, 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 the kids are awesome. It's just the, it's just the lyrics, a little right. sad. Um, Jacinda Ardern yesterday. Rocks, okay, so she's rocking around the country as the leader of the Labour Party, trying to get people to vote for the Labour Party. Turns up to this event and says, oh, hey, guys, I've got a little announcement to make for you as well. I'm going to give you $11.6 million um, out, out of our COVID um, recovery infrastructure fund um, to help um, do up the... Timaru Theatre Royal um, and and do this up <clears throat> you know I'm happy to announce this while I'm here as well you know which is pretty cheeky you know not you know Parliament's been dissolved even uh, I asked her about this and she said oh yeah no, the timing's not ideal we would have liked to have made this announcement you know before Parliament dissolved but you know this is kind of like you know you've got the leader of the Labour Party basically throwing money out of her motorcade as she goes around you know, on the campaign trail. I asked Judith Collins about this as well, and, and her line was like, look, that is kind of the um, how it goes when you've been Prime Minister. So she didn't go in all guns blazing like I thought she might with that. But I wonder after a few days if we see that, if she might feel a little bit differently to it. She did say um, with the politics about the level... Um, making decision as well um, and can I just add on one very quick thing as my highlight and I should have put this first somebody decided that it would be a great idea to get the leader of the opposition tattooed onto their upper thigh holding a gun and it just I'm not sure if we're going to be able to top that as the moment in the campaign it's just um, incredible uh, a guy from Morrinsville and just all power to him. That's I didn't realise it was on the upper thigh. I thought it was on like the arm or something. No, I'm pretty upper sure it thigh. was the upper thigh. <laughs> Righto. Yeah, but anyway, inked forever. And if the outcome of the election with the current polling goes as it is, it's not going to be the Prime Minister tattooed on your thigh. It's going to be the leader of the opposition. And I just think that's that's really brave and good on him. Yeah. Hey, Onto the levels announcement, the prime minister they had um, virtual post cab Monday morning. She made the announcement, um, keeping the, the country at le- level two for at least another week. In Auckland, at two point five, I didn't quite get the rationale. Uh, prime minister saying, "Look, I, I want to buy another week because there's a chance I'm not going to move the rest of the country to level one because there's a chance someone could leave Auckland." Um, you know, and, and spread it outside of Auckland. We want to give us another week to get on control of the outbreak. But at the same time saying, hey, we're getting rid of the physical distancing on, on air, airplanes, which allows more Aucklanders to leave Auckland and, and fly around the country. So kind of like, 
know, a, a bob each way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I like, also find almost, almost contradictory. And this advice was put to the Prime Minister. Remember when they first said um, about the social distancing, they said, look, we've got expert advice saying to you, if you wear masks, there yeah. isn't the need for social distancing. And they said, no, no, we need to have that in place. And it just, it's not like that was new information to them, that you could do one or the other. And it seems like they put it in place um, and had growing pressure from the airlines saying, you know, we need to we need to do something here. I mean, I think we saw it. We are lucky enough to travel around the country for our jobs. It was really tough getting on flights and doing what we do. We um, travel a lot last minute. That's the nature of news, and especially on the campaign trail. And just trying to get on flights, they were fully mm. booked. Um, they were selling out really fast. So I just think that growing pressure on from the airlines, the Prime Minister seems to have tried to make some kind of a compromise there. But I don't know about you guys. When I got that decision, I just felt a bit sort of like, oh, here we go again. Like I just, yeah. I'm not a business owner. I'm not in Auckland. And in Wellington here, I felt that kind of like, oh, gosh. And I wonder if other people are starting to feel I think a lot of people fatigue. will be feeling like that because when I was catching a cabin to work that morning, um, because granted I forgot my mask at work and I was like, damn it, I can't catch the bus. Um, uh, actually, my cab driver, that's the first thing he mentioned. Oh, big day today for you guys. Yeah, we've got the level decision. Oh, we've got to go to level one. You know, like we're crippling here in terms of, you know, our business for taxis and stuff like that. So um, I think a lot of people would have been expecting to go down a level don't, and would have been a bit disappointed. Yeah, don't you have to wear a mask in a taxi too? You don't no. have to. The taxi Thank driver very has much. to wear a mask. Oh. But people are asked to. But oh. I do if I have it. Forgot her mask. Yeah. Mate, I was like, yeah, anyway. Oops. Um. Yeah. Thanks, Benedict. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, also, just on that, um, on that Timaru stuff, I was, I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, how do I think, what do I think about it? A little bit of cash, I was thinking, oh, 11.6, not that much cash, a refurb of a theatre, you know, what's the big deal? But then in saying that, you also had that same day, the likes of Education uh, Minister, or, you know, um, Chris Hipkins announcing the Labour Party's education policy. And so I was just like, oh, well, if you can have, you know, um, other people in your party announcing policies, then you can have other people announcing some cash um, that is not you as the Prime Minister. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if she necessarily had to has to make these government announcements when she's going around. She can just get other people to do that from within the party on a more low-key thing, um, if that's the case, because I think there is a bit of conflict there, being on the campaign trail and then announcing cash as a government. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally see your point with that. I guess they are just wanting to sell it when they're there. You know what I mean? She's yeah. wanting to do it in person. It's a convenient but I totally, little boost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I get what you yes. mean, that if you did it with that it's one It's on the nose. Option. It's yeah. on the nose. Yeah. Um, I just think with these levels in terms of, of that kind of middle ground um, with the Prime Minister, that's what she's trying to strike here again. And I just, we had quite a bit of negative feedback when we talked to some of the business owners and things who were just doing it tough, but there's just too much uncertainty at the moment. So um, we yeah. just have to wait and see. And, and, and I guess, you know, talking about that kind of, you know, uh, the Labour leader still acting as Prime Minister announcing that cash. We, mm. with, with these alert levels keeping on going as well, you're still seeing, you know, the, the post cabs, the, the, the alert level announcements as well. Yep. It's quite, you know, quite unusual, obviously, that there's a global pandemic. It's unusual times, but, you know, you, you're really having that extinction of the, the Prime Minister's role right up until, you know, basically until voting opens and just 
14, 15 days in away right now. In a unique way that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Hey, um, but it's, uh, you know, pretty serious times on <clears throat> um, election campaign with all your policies and your, you know, especially your, your alert levels, all that stuff going on. But there's also a bit of a lighter side. I, I um, did a track at the weekend, have you a look at some of the funnier moments from last week's um, uh, campaign trail moments. Uh, we can take a look at that now. Out on the campaign trail, things don't always go according to plan. Hey, well, look, I hope you'll think about uh, voting for us. That's us. And, um, I'm partial to the Green Party myself, yep. but I will pop this out back. Ex-David Seymour doing it tough. Wondered if you were thinking about this election. No? Jacinda Ardern isn't immune either. Would you like me to hide it for you? Uh, no. Judith Collins, meanwhile, busy touring this tractor shop in Waipukaro. Nationals leader also issuing a challenge. Uh, I'd just love to see Winston Peters try and climb up one of those. Little did she know what he was up to down country. And was Ms Collins' game? No, I'm not climbing up there. Oh, <laughs> God. No, no, no. I know. You know what you end up with? <laughs> Mr Peters, a secret ping-pong master, according to this campaign video. Our camera catching a different angle. Oh dear. Like a naughty schoolboy, he was snapped smoking on campus. Meanwhile, the public jumped in on the Labour leader's daily media conference. Prime Minister. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm a practice nurse. Oh, hello. The Opportunities Party launched its drug policy, its Ohariu candidate, with a thing or two still to learn about life mics. Mum, if you want some weed, I can get you some. And she was like, no, no. Oh, well, I mean... Others just weren't paying attention. William, William, get him a photo. Of course. Sorry, Judith. <laughs> there were some unusual heckles at the Arrow Valley debate. It's election year, an opportunity for punters to let politicians know what they think of them. Now, uh, we've got, um, cu coming up over the next couple of days, we've got some pretty um, heavy economic analysis coming out. Um, Prefu and the GD latest GDP data coming out as well, um, sort of giving us a bit more of a sign of where the economy's at um, you know, in the middle of COVID-19. Yeah, I'm about to head off to that just when we wrap up after this. Um, so the government will open up its books and it lets each party see how much money they've got to spend and lets them sell their vision and their pitch to New Zealanders over the election campaign, which is really important. And I think the important thing with that is then we'll perhaps see a lot more sort of costings from the National Party. They've been sort of getting a bit of flack from Labour around their costings of policies and they've been saying, look, we're just waiting for prefu so that we can see what we're playing with here in terms of cash. So um, going forward, might see a bit more detail on that. Yeah. And then we've got um, some debates coming up. Yeah, so debate on Tuesday, which it will be the first time the leaders go head-to-head. -head. Judith Collins, Jacinda Ardern and John Campbell will be hosting that on Tuesday night. So that's a really big moment for us. A lot of hype, a lot of build-up um, for the political gallery. Uh, before that, on the Sunday, um, National has a chance to do a bit of a rah-rah with its campaign launch, finally. Um, we were meant to have it, and then, of course, they had the lockdown, and then they were hoping to have a bigger crowd this weekend, uh, but they're not able to because of the restrictions. So they're now going to have a campaign launch with 100 people. And if you guys remember the vision that we saw when Labour did its launch before the lockdown happened, it was the Auckland Town Hall filled up. There was a lot of 
red lights and really um, emotive singing and, and um, performances and it is really like a rah rah moment for the party and you have the, the entrance shot of the Prime Minister walking through kissing people and hugging people National's not going to get that chance mm. and they're going to have to try and do it very differently and make it something exciting to try and get its supporters going yeah, that'll be interesting. Cool. So, just just finally, um, while the government's going to be opening its books, we get better handle on the economy. Uh, just an interesting stat um, from last week: we got the latest figures um, from MSD around uh, the number of people losing their jobs. I think 5,500 5, in the last month had gone onto um, the job seeker benefit or onto the COVID payments. In the last sixty days, two hundred and thirty thousand emergency food grants have been given out by the government. You know, kind of paints a picture of where we're at, more than, uh, I think over 4,000 a day they were doing it at one point, you know, so quite incredible. Wow, that's huge. You know, a lot of people really struggling at the moment, job losses and, you know, just struggling to put food on the table. Yeah. Um, you know, which is kind of, yeah, pretty bleak. But anyway, um, we, we can leave it there on a bit of a down note. Um, that was One News Inside Parliament, our weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering as we head towards the general election on October 17. We're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, and it's available around this time each week, but we, yeah, around-ish this time <laughs> each week, on One News Online, and you can check us out on your favourite podcasting app. <laughs>